0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the UGA Sports Sunday Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined, as always, by co-hosts Jason Butt and Ben Choppy Bachman. Guys, we are in the dog days of football right now in terms of pulling content out. There's just not a lot going on right now. You've got some coaches on the road recruiting, and uh, you hope that some recruits will be committing soon to kind of get us some news over on UJsports.com. But as always, you know, no news is good news this time of, time of uh, season. You know, back when Mark Rick was around, it seemed like there was always something happening around now uh, that uh, was not good for the program. So no news right now is good news. Guys, if you're just now joining us for the first time, we always want to know where you're watching us from. Put it in the chat. We'll put it up on the screen. And uh, if you have any questions, it's really going to help tonight's show tremendously because uh, – the content is just not there right now. We're gonna try our best to give you, you know, the best content we can. So, uh, but let us know if you're watching, and then as always, you can click the link in the description, and that will join you into the waiting room. We'll bring you on live, whether you want to be on camera or just on audio. Either way is working for us, Jason. But Ben, Ben, uh, b- before we get started, Jason, Ooh. Ben decided to text me. You know, he's an Orioles fan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he decided to text me Friday night uh um, after the first game and was you know really bragging talking about these orioles things like that and then yesterday i just sent them hey you know uh 10 strikeouts in five innings that's kind of crazy from strider and then i didn't hear anything back it's weird right and then today i just wrote him again i said hey you know just right after the game after a long uh extra innings game and, and didn't hear anything from him uh then either but uh you know it, it is what it is guys like i talk. actually did not see that you said that whole and, I, and i was... told i told ben i said look man it's it's cool to brag in may but uh, oh he said
2: one thing he did say the 10 strikeouts in five innings he did say that i don't know if he said the other thing is, is bs we blew the game yesterday we totally blew that game yeah that so, was that was dumb you know. decision making by the manager but you know if you want to chant so about your team in
0: may ben right go right for it Rhett, what's going on andy stowe says what's up Brett Weimer, watching from St. Mary's, Georgia. Andy uh, said, uh, how'd the Braves do this weekend, Ben? Question mark. Ah. And then he said, I thought about Ben today. If I knew his number, I would have texted him. Man, aren't you a lucky one, Andy, to not have Ben's number? Uh, he can't <laughs> contact you back. But, uh, guys, let's get into it. The uh, FanDuel DraftKings have released their over-unders uh, for most teams, every team in college football, and uh, the SEC one is pretty interesting because it starts with Georgia up at the top with 11 and a half. No mess ups allowed for Georgia this year in uh, the eyes of the bookies. And then it drops to Alabama 10 and a half right underneath them, Tennessee and LSU with nine and a half. And we'll go down through the list. But Vegas thinks Georgia is not going to lose a game. Jason, I know you're a big better. Uh, what's your first reaction to that?
3: Well. <laughs> What yours is, that, that Vegas is basically daring betters to take the under, saying, we dare you to say that Georgia's going to lose. And, and uh, it's it's kind of a crazy thing, because if you take the over, if you take over 11 and a half... Uh, they've, got go,
0: they've got to go undefeated, bro.
3: You, yeah, I, I mean, you would think, just, just from a, an odds perspective, from a, you know... Whatever, uh, however you want to say it, that the, the likelihood of another regular season that goes undefeated it isn't going to be likely. Obviously, if you follow the pro, uh, follow the program close enough, you look at the schedule, you look at who's coming back, you you look at the fact that I think the two toughest games right now uh, are probably Tennessee and South Carolina. Neither and Tennessee lost its quarterback. South Carolina, South Carolina, Florida doesn't have a quarterback. Kentucky loses its quarterback. Auburn is not shouldn't be that good. Uh the, although their quarterback is probably better than the other teams I just mentioned. So uh you take all that into consideration. And I think it's reasonable to expect Georgia to go undefeated, but it's 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 college football. So if you are a better, I'm not I'm staying away from this one. Uh just to, <laughs> if, if it was if it was ten and a half, I'm on the over. I'm staying away from this one. Uh,
0: Eleven and a half, and a half, Ben Bachman. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Um, maybe Alabama's had it in the past, and I just haven't looked for it. I know Georgia has not had those type of odds. So 11 and a half, for those that don't know, uh, I'm sure you do, right? You, you know, yeah. big, but uh, over under means, you know, you, 11 and a half. So if you bet the over, Georgia has to win 12 games. If you bet the under, they can win anything less than 12, and, and you, uh, you cash your ticket. Eleven and a half, Ben. Seems pretty high. Pretty high. I know. I, you
2: know what? I will take the over, and I'll take no. the over because of what Jason just said. where outside of Tennessee, if they beat Tennessee, where do they lose, Paul? i I don't Paul, Jason just said that the second toughest game is South Carolina. That's at home. And here's the thing about South Carolina. I've done some deep dives recently into like some of the rosters, strengths and weaknesses. South Carolina might be the worst along the offense and defensive line in the conference. If you're that weak in the trenches and you're on the road in Georgia with a talent gap that's that wide, like one of the big things South Carolina has going for them, Rattler returning, and they have Juice Wells or Juju Wells, whatever his first name is, is the number one receiver. I would take Dominic Lovett over him, and I think that I would take Georgia's receiving core over theirs. There's not a spot on South Carolina's roster that's as talented or better than Georgia. Not a single one. And if they're your second toughest game, they don't stand a chance. That's a three-score game at least, especially when you look at the score was last year. South Carolina's replacing more starters. Georgia's got eight returning starters on offense and defense. Eight. So – I look and I say Tennessee's the only game because it's a road game, and I like Georgia in that one. I think Georgia could at least win that game by two scores. I think so. I think they definitely have enough to do that. So I think if you beat Tennessee, you're winning 12 games because the other games you're not going to lose. Maybe some team gives you trouble. Maybe there's a trap game that gives you a little bit of trouble. But I, I just think Georgia is just too talented and returns too much outside of the quarterback.
0: It's on Beck. If Beck's good, there's no chance they lose. To me in any of these 12 games. So Foster Moth and Foster Moss and uh Frothy Tavern. What a hell of a name. Uh both <laughs> mention Old Miss as being uh being one that they're circling on the schedule. Speaking of Old Miss, guys, they have Old Miss win total at seven. So uh, you know, it, I I looked at their uh schedule, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for Old Miss. They, they might could get to seven wins. Um, but that that's tough. Who did well, Old Miss last year? Say what? Who they beat last year? I don't know. <laughs> like that's, they, they started nobody. off
3: hot, remember? Yeah, they they didn't really play hot, anybody yeah. early, and then yeah, they then they LSU uh, obviously lost to Bama. The thing with Ole Miss is who are they going to stop? I mean, I get that, that the Lane Kiffin offense is is good and they can score points here and there, but but are they going to be able to do that against Georgia? And then who's their defense going to stop? And they haven't had a defense uh, under under Kiffin, so I, I that, that's another reason. Why I'm not worried about them, and I think that South Carolina, given the the rivalry factor, and, and I and I don't think that South Carolina really poses a
0: great challenge. But to me, it's Tennessee and South Carolina.
3: So, so Tennessee, to do with Tennessee, familiarity is,
0: in the East. Tennessee is the highest uh, in Vegas in terms of the opponents that Georgia will be facing for sure. And Tennessee has nine and a half uh, as their over under. I could see going over for Tennessee there, but I mean at the same time. That would be winning every game except for Georgia and Alabama for Tennessee uh, to get that over. The question I have for you, though, with Georgia is being at 11 and a half. And, and, Ben, you you emphatically said you'd take the over there. You don't think – and I'm just asking questions here, trying to play devil's advocate. You have a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback. You don't yes. think there's any type of slip-up that could happen there to where uh, you don't feel comfortable taking that? I mean, you 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 emphatically took the over. Let's, let's not – let's call it spade a spade. You you took it. So, so, yes. That doesn't scare you at all, like a maybe a tight game on the road type situation. There, I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs here. We, Vegas obviously thinks that Georgia is going to be the best team in the nation. I mean, this 11 is, and a half yeah. is, is crazy. Uh, to go up to the big – before I let you answer that, Ben, uh, the Big Ten, the highest win total, Ohio State, 10 and a half. There's nobody else that Vegas has at 11 and a half uh, this year. That's an interesting because the Big Ten, I think Penn
2: State actually has a shot at the Big Ten, which is interesting next year, but obviously we'll stick with the SEC. And the reason why I said emphatically is because I compared it to the rest of the teams. I don't just look at it from Georgia's standpoint. I compare it to all the other teams in the conference. Georgia has one of the top two or three receiver rooms. They have by far the best offensive line. They have the best tight end, tight end room. Defensively, they're the best defense. So, okay, you look at that and you go, if they are number one or number two at all those groups and you look at their schedule and there's no Alabama and there's no LSU, I don't see where's the loss. Like the, the second and third best team in the conference, at, at least in talent and in terms of who we trust, are not on your schedule. So that's why I just have full faith because Tennessee defensively, they stink. They lose their receivers and they lose a quarterback who's a really – Really good college quarterback.
0: Joe Milton's going to be really good. I'm going. I'm, on I'm not
2: fully sold on.
0: I'm, I'm not sold either. I'm going on record for
3: that.
2: Yeah. I don't think he's going to be bad. Like some people will just say Joe Milton's awful. He has tools, but I just don't think he's consistent. Like Kenan Hooker's consistent. Joe Milton's going to be one of those guys who some games he's going to throw three interceptions because he's a real gunslinger, and I think that's going to lose them some games. So yeah. I just believe that when you look position group by position group, there's no one who's just so good along so many position groups as the number one or number two team in the conference in Georgia, no other team that they play, like where's Ole Miss elite? They, they took like four transfer quarterbacks. Their defense stinks. They're, they're small up front. Like they're one of the top three or four teams that you're going to play. And I'm not saying this that overall they're bad, but in comparison to Georgia, they're, they're just not there to me. So I, that's why I think Georgia to me
0: is going to win, go 12-0. and Eddie from Ackworth does agree with Foster. He says, I agree with Foster. There'll be a game like Mizzou that will come out of nowhere. Will they survive it? That's the biggest question. And uh, Vegas is confident that you know they, they, they will if they're at eleven and a half. because uh, I, I think I think if Vegas wants you to bet the over, they're going ten and a half. and a half. but they're at eleven and a half. and a half. They want you to go under on that. And
3: you know, yeah, they're they're begging you, they're begging, they're begging you. which may yeah, they, they feel pretty strong. the, the Whatever algorithm, whatever the algorithm is saying, it's saying take uh, it's saying that Vegas wants the over because the first inclination is surely Georgia doesn't do it again. Of course. Because I mean, it's it's just like what Foster and Eddie are saying. Uh, you know, these games happen to the best teams where you have a surprise and you have a down game. You play down to an opponent or some. You fumble three to four times or or something. Just crazy stuff happens. Next thing, yeah, you're in it and you have a chance to be upset. Uh, and and yeah, I, I mean, if you're if if you're the the casual fan who wants to bet on some over unders going into the season, some features, and you see this, you're probably leaning toward the under because Vegas is setting it up. Which, if you if you take that into account, and I would like to see what the public numbers are. Like, what is what what, what is the public percentage on the uh, on the under versus the over right now? Because if it is what I think it is, then you know it, the over might actually not be a bad uh, play from a strategic standpoint because you always want to fade the public when when uh, those opportunities present itself.
0: A couple other interesting uh, names. Oh, Eddie makes a great point here. I've Got to put this up before we go there. He says we are everyone's Super Bowl, and he's exactly right. right. Two time defending champion. If you're coming into their place or if you're coming into Athens, uh, this is this is the game. I mean, you're on ESPN, like one A. Right, 11 o'clock ESPN hits, you beat Georgia, you are up there. Uh, everybody's talking about you on Twitter. You dethroned the champs. Because I, I, we don't have Dave McStats in here, Dave McMahon, but I think Georgia only needs to win uh, like half of their games next year to get the longest winning streak in NCAA. I could be mistaken on oh, that. Oh, in
2: SEC, I think.
0: SEC, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's SEC. No team's mean,
2: ever want, been three years undefeated in SEC
0: play. Yeah. No team ever. Yeah, so it's it's uh it's the you know it's it's there. Perfect seasons just don't happen very often. I, I agree. Frothy Tavern, uh, he had a couple questions. He said, "Could UK be sneaky tough?" Speaking of Carolina, we haven't brought or K- Carolina, Kentucky, we haven't brought them up. Vegas has them at six and a half wins next year, and that's with their new quarterback Leary running the show over there. Ben, uh, could could UK could uh, UK be kind of sneaky for Georgia or no? That's probably the team
2: that I would actually think might sneak up on Georgia the most just because they're always – outside of there was one year, I think it was 2018 because I remember DeAndre Swift had a huge game that year against Kentucky for like – it was like for the East Championship. Outside of that, yeah. Kentucky's always been a game that's been low scoring and tough throughout a lot of the game. I think – so in 2021, they won that game handily into the fourth quarter, but Kentucky was giving them fits at points in the first half – And last year, that was, like, a tough game. Like, it was low scoring. And it's one of those where Kentucky's always a team in the COVID year. I think that game, it was, like, 10 to nothing or something like that. Like, the games are really low scoring. Kentucky plays physical. And they're always a sneaky team that always has a quarterback who's at least decent. I don't want to give Will Levis any praise. So, I I will say that Kentucky is a well-coached team. They're always a team that always plays Georgia tough. So, I would say if there's a trap game, I would say Kentucky. But also that game's at
0: home. I don't see any team giving Georgia fits at home. That game is at home, uh, so I, I think that that helps definitely. Andy says, but uh, is that a sneak up though? They always play UGA tough, so I don't think it's a sneak up. Yeah, I mean at this point you have to you have to respect Kentucky. I was talking to a couple buddies of mine. Ten years ago, you'd look at Kentucky and be like, all right, well it's just like Vanderbilt. You can mark that up on the calendar. I mean, if if you got to have a wedding, you know, like. Vanderbilt is the first week of weddings. And then if you had to have a wedding, Kentucky was, you know, week two. Now you can't. I mean, Kentucky is a, you can't have weddings on Kentucky weekend. Um, I don't know who sneaks. So Vandy, okay. Vandy is number one wedding weekend, obviously, besides Dubai, right? You're a Georgia fan. What's the second wedding weekend now? Is it Missouri? I mean, maybe, but. You they expected Missouri to sneak up last year,
3: and they did. And I, I, I just kind of feel like I wouldn't sleep on Missouri either. I, I don't know if there's a wedding weekend in conference play outside of Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think, I think it, it, you know at any you gotta point of,
0: you got to get those out of conference those first. Yeah, or, yeah, you do that because
3: or or Georgia Tech.
0: Yeah, that's so late in the year, too. You might have <laughs> also to- what Thanksgiving so is yeah Yeah, you might, anyway. yeah. <laughs> you might as well wait till the week after that because you get uh no, yeah. the week after that is it's SEC Yeah, so you gotta wait the week after SEC championship. Yeah. Uh Foster Moss says, I just looked up Auburn's schedule. They should be undefeated coming into the Georgia game. It's gonna be rocking on the planes. Let's look, let's let's take a peek. Let me let me let me look into this. Uh, Auburn's for, the team up—it's the most unpredictable for next year
2: because so Auburn, Auburn just landed.
0: Auburn just landed the transfer quarterback from Mississippi, uh, Michigan State. Oh, and he's not very good. Sorry to say, he's but I mean he's probably he's probably better than anything Auburn has on the field right now. And then Keon Coleman, the big wide receiver from Michigan State, uh, was just visiting Auburn this weekend. So, mm-hmm. you know, good sure. for them. Eight hundred yards. Eight hundred <laughs> yards. He's not bad. Good for uh, them. So Auburn (laughs) Auburn opens up uh, with UMass at home, which I think UMass guys, if I'm not mistaken, is like the worst team in Division One. Yeah,
3: they're they are atrocious. Uh, So they are a great team. Like when you're when you're betting on games, they are a great team to look at, and like they'll have some crazy minus four two and a half. Yeah, they'll they'll be like plus twenty five, and and you you take the favorite to win, and usually they cover. Yeah, that's
2: the team you always bet against, Jason. (laughs)
3: You yeah no no I, I, there were a few times where i where i uh i saw it was it was
2: advisable the number supported uh betting against you man i have a weird team that's like that oklahoma state every time i bet on them they always lose it's every single time <laughs> i'm just mike gundy it's just something about it just
0: like 50 50 go against mike gundy <laughs> uh, randy yeah. law says uh florida may be a weekend wedding game for a while Go dogs mm-hmm. damn rodney Ooh. that was uh Low blow there. He might be right, though. He might be right. Uh, Auburn then travels to California. That's a weird getaway game. Uh, yeah. Then Samford at home. Then they have Texas A&M. They have to go to Texas A&M. And then Georgia comes to Auburn. I could see it, Foster. If ooh, if they beat Texas A&M, like, like Foster said, there'll be 4-0. They'll be ranked for sure. Uh, and the planes will be rocking. The, the Hugh Freeze uh, train, or what, what do they call it? Because you have the lane train. Is there like a freeze? Hugh Didn't Freeze it? should not have trained you know,
2: with his name. <laughs> it shouldn't. With his history. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Oh, boy. Uh, like, well, uh, <laughs> also, I want to say this. One quick thing on a serious note. If Auburn beats A isn't Jimbo just canned at that point?
3: <laughs> no, nah, dude.
2: They they will be going on a train somewhere. somewhere.
3: Yeah, but it's A&M. They'll, they'll uh, they're
0: deep. They got some deep pockets there. They go. They can get rid of them. Okay. That was good, Ben. That was good. I uh, yeah. Andy Sosa. I walked into that one. You're right. I think it, they call it like a freeze warning or something. Something crazy. It'll be a freeze warning on uh, in in Auburn uh, if they beat Texas A&M. Um, but yeah, I think Auburn could be a tough matchup. Auburn uh, guys, for you guys wondering, since we shout out just about everybody else. Oh, ooh, damn. Auburn is second to last in the SEC for win totals at six. Only Vanderbilt is below mm-hmm. them at four and a half.
3: Wow, they don't they they shouldn't be that good this year. Uh
0: let's see here. Hammer Time 72 Tampa. says uh freeze at old miss gave Kirby the hardest time when he was a DC at Bammer. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. we also have Tennessee Man here saying go Tennessee. Hey, you know, get it how you live, my brother. Get it how you live. Is time um, saying at seven? Texas A m yeah is it seven yeah
2: they're the team to follow this year to see what happens because if they lose early they're gonna be paying like 70 million dollars to have a coach sit on his ass in West Virginia
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I I wouldn't advise it if I was Jimbo obviously you'd like to win but you could get paid 70 million and just kind of throw a couple games like the uh, Alabama baseball coach did and make 70 million you know.
2: Yeah, but couldn't they fire him in that case for cause?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, no, you, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't you, get caught throwing games. Yeah, you don't want to get caught, but you
2: maybe you start the other <laughs> just no scandals and just suck. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah,
0: no scandals just suck. Maybe in the yeah. in the summer workouts, you just take it easy on the team, don't make them go pads, you know, stuff like that. Um, we had a couple of good questions from Andy Adams. Let's see. Andy Adams, I haven't seen you around, but uh Hella questions here. Just some great questions. He said, uh, do you think Bobo learned how to be a dynamic play caller as an analyst under Todd Munkin? Or will we see the predictable, far more conservative, less creative playbook Bobo has always brought to the table? And damn it, Andy. I don't want to answer this question because I think some people might get upset. Uh, Go ahead, Jason. Who cares if they get upset? What's wrong with you, Paul? No, because I I think... Look, okay, fine. I think that yes, he learned from Todd Munkin, but also when things get tight in the third quarter, if there's a third quarter tight game, I don't know if he sticks with that same game plan or he goes back to just his his roots of what he knows. And I'm not saying the stadium's going to boo him or anything like that. I, I don't. I think Georgia's gotten past that with their two national titles. It's not a booing scenario like like the Braves are doing to Ozuna every time he comes up to bat. Uh that's but completely different. Well, yes, yeah, but that's run. That
2: funny. He did hit a home run when you guys are booing him. I, I texted that I'm like, Well, Braves fans are assholes, Paul. Yeah, You're booing your own players.
0: But it's it's different. Yeah, there's some domestic violence for Ozuna.
2: But oh okay, yeah. okay. Well then that's reasonable. It's, that's, it's that's not even true. remotely in the same
3: realm. Tomato
0: potato, whatever. Yes. Right?
2: But, but that's respectable.
0: That's respectable. Then yeah. I was gonna say we didn't boot Chris Davis, and he's he's a joke. So what I'm saying is, I don't think that I don't think that Sanford boos Bobo. But at the same time, I think he probably goes back to what he knows how to do. And Todd Munkin's offense is a little different than his. That's just my opinion. I grew some nuts, as Jason would say. So I said it. So okay. That's
3: all I wanted. You know, don't run from the question. You know, don't be a politician.
0: Uh, Andy Adams says I disagree. Georgia <laughs> fans will probably, do <laughs> they probably honestly they probably will if they don't like it.
2: I'll, I'll say this quick
0: point: there will not be a fullback. There will not be a fullback. So well, yeah, yeah, there's not a that. fullback. Yeah, there's not a fullback on the roster. So he's he's got that. But so um, the one point I'll make is that uh, toward the end of
3: Bobo's tenure at, at the first time around at Georgia, uh, from, from what I remember, it was run, you know, run the damn ball, Bobo. And uh, they wanted because he was throwing the ball in certain situations where they wanted him to run the ball. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think that he's going to be operating in this offense. Uh, I think we'll have to wait and see what the play calling tendencies will be. But for a former quarterback who, who was criticized for not running the ball enough at times, uh, I I do think that he's in an opportunity where he could finally, or he should be able to, I'll say he should be able to, uh, uh, you know, get away with throwing the ball a lot more given the success the offense has had the last couple of years. Uh, We'll see if he's able to replicate it uh, the way that Monken did with, but Monken was a, as a pretty special college play caller as, as we've seen uh, given his successes at Georgia.
0: I mean, for Mike Bobo, it sets up perfectly. Ra Rah, Thomas, Lad McConkey, Dominic Lovett, Arian Smith, uh, Marcus Roseme Jack Saint, Dylan Bell. Uh, he, he's got some guys to throw the ball to. He's got options. Brock Bowers, Oscar Delp, yeah. Lawson Lucky. Uh, you know, he, he's got guys to throw that ball to. So that's that's my take on it. Well,
2: I will say this real quickly, because Jason, you talked about they're gonna boo if he passes it too much, runs it too much. Nobody, no fans, especially George fans in this, will ever be satisfied by the run pass like percentage. Like if no. they're pass happy, there's gonna be people saying, Oh, we need to be RBU again. If they're run-centric, they're like, Oh, no wide receivers are gonna wanna come here. So it's, it's never end. <laughs> That's the same. That same yeah. Crap. That so it's like up. you're going to get one or the other. Yeah, it, but at, it, at it, the same it,
3: time, you can complain about both. If you're if you're competing for championships, that's that's really the only thing that keeps people happy. So it doesn't matter what you do, as long as you you because if, if Georgia hadn't won either of these championships, there would have been people complaining to some degree about something. And because they're because they won two in a row, there's none of that happening right now. And uh, this coaching stuff gets a bit, gets a huge benefit of the doubt probably for two to three years honestly you know assuming they they don't get back even though I think they they'll win another one in the next three years possibly this year but I'm just saying if they don't they they get they get a, a little bit of, of breathing room uh, given the recent success
0: I would like to see the the run the damn ball bobo hats uh, come back out <laughs> Yeah, even if, they, even if they're undefeated right and they're you know, <laughs> a points a game I would just love to see those back in the crowd because those were so much fun. You know, you look around. You got like the frat guy wearing the. He's. I don't know. They have the little tassel up here. Oh, yeah, like right here. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it just says "run the damn ball." You know, I. I want to see those back out. Even even if Georgia, like I said, scoring forty two a game, uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I, I'd love to see those come back out. Uh, we've got a lot of comments to catch up to here. Uh, o U Herschel Walker. Uh, family of the show says uh, by Petrino, will either save Jimbo's job or lose. Oh my God. I forgot by Petrino is there. <laughs> that, you're right, Ben. You're right. Texas A&M is going to be really fun to watch this year. Um, just watching them interact on the sidelines together or, or. Oh, that's, that's, they're uh, gonna that's great, chaos.
2: Or they're just going to be great to watch play really bad football. Yeah. Like, historically bad that it's kind of fun to like, see how horrible it is.
0: Yeah, uh, Foster Moss says Bobo finally has a defense to have his back. Damn right about that. This defense—that's
2: yeah.
3: uh, a great point,
2: though. Looks really good.
3: That is a great point.
2: Yeah, you know, actually—I will say—I sold today. Nazir Stackhouse. We were talking last week about mock drafts. Mm-hmm. So some people think that he might be a late first, early second round pick, which kind of surprises mm-hmm. me. But that's even another name that I, you know people aren't going to be talking about
0: much. Nazir Stackhouse is going to play a big role in defense. Foster says Bobo or Cheney. Cheney wasn't bad, but I'm still taking Bobo right now. At this time, I'd take Bobo. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Jim Cheney, no chance. Yeah,
3: definitely Bobo. Yeah. Oh.
0: What is what is? Uh, hey, Andy, can you look up uh, what Jim Cheney is doing now? Uh, <laughs> I think tech? I know what he's doing. I'm not. I'm not going to say it though. Isn't yeah. he? Isn't he an analyst with Tech? I th- he was. I don't know if he still is. Okay. Um, at the Waffle House. I don't know if he still is. Jeez. damn Ben. <laughs>
3: Jeez, on. come on. Up, uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, the last time I remember he was
2: uh,
3: <laughs> Yeah, 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 it looks
0: like he's still an analyst with with tech. Uh Frosty Tavern says Petrino is stalking sorority Row right now at College Station, trying to find the uh, next one to get on his motorcycle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boy. Uh, uh All right. Um Let's see here. Hammer Time says, Bobo's offense scores points. Guys, we're having fun tonight, man. I hope you guys are in the chat, too. Throw, throw some questions out there. Uh, you know, Eddie you know, had one. That was a yeah, good Yeah, Eddie one. did. I'm trying to yeah, find it, man. Yeah. I'm trying to find it. Hold on. Let me get back to it. Eddie said, a topic for y'all. Who will be most missed impact player from the offense and defense next season? That's a great Ooh, question. That is a really good question.
3: Well, I think defense is... is ah. <sighs>
0: uh-huh. I'd go Chris Smith. Just I was gonna say I, I thought you were gonna save Jalen Carter and, mm-hmm. and I think it's Chris Smith.
3: I think I think it's Chris Smith based on lead the, the intangible aspect. Jalen Carter's a once-a-generation talent, but you can get away with uh talent deficiencies when you have that intangible leadership and those those vocal qualities that Chris Smith brought, plus the instincts too, and his on field play was spectacular. So I think on defense, uh he's the one that's gonna be missed the most.
0: Chris Smith, uh Ben Stranger Things Bachman, you have you have like the monster about to eat you. I don't know no, it's it's, it's it's a tornado. It's it's big black tornado. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you're gonna get taken big i am stabilized it. It's like staying right next the to the upside
2: me. down me. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, take off that way
3: yeah. after
0: uh, <laughs> the show's over. Who's that? All who's I, your why? who's your defensive guy? Uh, Jason and I both said Chris Smith.
2: Oh, that'll be the most missed.
0: I'd like to get some comments, too, from other folks as well. Well,
2: I'm going to say, even though they missed him a lot last year, Nolan Smith because of the leadership. He was the leader of the defense. So I think he he was the vocal leader. And if you don't have the vocal leader, who's that guy? I think Chris Smith. Right? Well, they were – I mean, Nolan Smith was the vocal leader. And then it turned to Chris Smith. Yeah. So now you have – I still think Nolan was the main one. So I'll go Nolan to go different.
0: Okay, and then on offense, Ben. Since Jason went first, I'll let you go. I'll let you go first this time on offense. Who are they? I feel like this isn't super easy answer, but is Stetson? Uh, that's so that is the easy answer that you can go to automatically. Uh, that the casuals and Ben. I don't. Oh, think I'm gonna right. go Darnell. Thank you. I don't think you're a casual, Ben. I didn't well, think well I'm a gonna
2: go Darnell, but I was trying to think. You said there's a super easy one. I'm like, okay, there man, is, man, there is. It's Stetson super... because he's the quarterback, but it's Darnell's who they ran their offense through. Yep. like he changes the way they're going to play offense because yep. you don't run through a tight end. It's rare because he's that special, so they don't have that luxury anymore. I mean, Delp and <laughs> Bowers can both block, but they're not. Darnell's a generational
0: blocker for a tight end, and just Darnell. It's, it's Darnell, Jason. I know you're. going It be- is.
3: I, I'm just sad oh, that I wasn't okay. the one that got to say it first. <laughs>
0: I, I have a I have
3: a friend uh, that that's a big steal. Well. Yeah, I have a friend who's a Steelers fan, and and actually uh, somebody else who, uh, by proxy, is a Steelers fan now, uh, sort of. And I've told both of them that Broderick Jones is great, but that their best draft pick of the class is probably Darnell Washington, and um, because he's going to be the guy that gets Najee Harris on track for a monster year, monster career the next couple years, he gets him Darnell to be the guy that ends up getting Najee Harris a second contract.
0: I don't want to talk about Najee Harris. I drafted him first round last year in fantasy football. And
3: no. yeah, well, I could you should have asked me because the Steelers' offensive line going into the year was trash. Awful. And that's not going Which to is be good. The case. But now yeah, that's not gonna be the case now. And so, so and have, you add a six offensive lineman and Darnell. Darnell's gonna play. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And so getting him there, yeah, it, the answer is Darnell.
0: Frothy Tavern. Why do I feel this is like a Ryan Bolsi burner account? Um, <laughs> but uh, he that says mouth
2: ordering player every week is McIntosh. He said,
0: he said uh, McIntosh. Andy Adams said defense is Jalen Carter. Foster said Kenny Mac on offense. Chris Smith on defense. Andy That's Adams right. said Kenny McIntosh on O. Andy Stowe said Broderick Jones. Um, and then Jamie said, no, everybody missing Stetson on the down low. I like that. Like yeah
3: that. oh they are. they are they are the only reason the only reason like uh, i'm sorry Bro- with the,
0: comments the only reason with, with
3: Roderick around. jones is i i fully expect left tackle to not be a problem this year and i fully expect yeah. running back to not be
0: a problem this year yeah, yeah. kenny mack can definitely i i can see where you will go with kenny mack just for the receiving aspect we don't know who's going to be that receiving back just yet so kenny had zero drops when he's at georgia steady hands but uh, darnell was more valuable to the offense well, I, I agree that's why yeah, that, I agree. that
2: that's why we're going with our answer so
0: yeah, that's that's how we picked them. But but I can see I can see where the votes for KMac would come into play there. I can see. You okay, Ben? You just like, do you see something? You okay? Oh. He saw
3: danger to his left.
0: <laughs> um, that was that was a really good question. Uh, that was a really good question. I want to I want to answer this one hammer time, but I don't know. Uh, Reese's starting QB. Who is that? I don't know who that is. Tommy Reese. Oh, let's see. Oh, yeah. OK, here we go. How hilarious is it that Tommy Reese's starting QB is the guy that he went into the portal to replace? That's uh, that's interesting because isn't he? Tommy Reese's is um, at Alabama and he picked up the Notre Dame transfer uh, to come be, which is also wild to me. And it's absolutely wild that Alabama uh, is still looking for a quarterback right now. And they picked up – I can't think of his, his name. What's his name, Jason? Ben, help me out. Help me Sam out. Sam Hartman? No, God, no. Alabama didn't get Sam Hartman. Oh,
2: Tyler Buckner. Tyler Buckner. Yeah, thank you. I, oh. I thought you meant the quarterback Notre Dame guy.
0: No, Tyler Buckner. Uh, they're still looking for a quarterback, and that's who they brought in. That's interesting. Um,
3: We I could get know. back to the over-under. So, wh- what did you say Alabama was at? Based Alabama. on – Alabama – little-
0: Is at 10 and a half with with the quarterback issue. Uh, that we the earthquake was uh, we don't know. Let's see what Alabama's schedule looks like next year 10 and a half. So let's see who middle Tennessee, obviously a win. They Texas comes to Bama. Uh, that that'll be an interesting game. Ben, well, I, can't get uh, I think I
2: think I know why this is happening. Okay, okay, but don't don't
0: try to fix it now. It's it okay. Just right. He's going to fix it. Okay. Uh then they have South Florida, which is this one's also weird to me, Jason. Alabama is going to South Florida. That can't be accurate. Well, no, they, really? they, yes, they're playing in Raymond Jabe Stadium. They are going to hmm. uh, South Florida to play in that game. Who have, why? Uh I don't know. I don't know. I think they scheduled a, a home a home a home and home with them uh way back and now it's their turn to finally go to south florida that'll be interesting it'll give all those uh alabama fans that have never been to the state of alabama and grew up in florida a chance to go see their favorite team
3: i guess yeah no that's that is strange i didn't realize that they were playing uh that game on the road
0: ben literally just went into the upside down jason he's gone He's gone. He, Wait, he's into the best.
2: He's Stranger Things. I
0: uh, <laughs> uh, oh got Ewers and AD beating Bama. That's going to be a hell of a game. Second week of the season. I, I want to watch that. That'll be uh, yeah. that'll be one I watch. Then uh, Alabama has Old Miss come to town. Old Miss Lane Kiffin. You never know what's going to happen there. They go. To yeah, those-
3: man. They can't.
0: Uh, I don't know.
3: Here's the do, thing. Do that,
0: we um, think that Butner
3: can
2: can surpass Milrow though? I mean, oh, you have to be kidding me. Okay.
0: Well, that was a. Uh, failed attempt yeah um, we're just happy good. you're alive yeah yeah we're just happy you came out of that ben we're happy that you 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 jumped out of that upside down world uh for alabama real quick Andy Stowe's about to jump on i saw him jump in uh alabama has tennessee and then has an off week and then has lsu both of them at home that really helps Bama, i think because uh, they don't have to go on the road to either one of those. Before we get rid of this little lower third here, guys, you can use this promo code Bulldogs10 to get 10% off your order at the RogueShop.com. has the best Delta 8. Ben, I'm trying to do a <laughs> promo here. What are you doing? <laughs> like, it's just there we go. go here Better like now. Go to hit up the rogue shop, guys, and uh, it'll calm you down. Hopefully, it'll calm me down. I'll, I'll eat one here in a second, and uh, we can deal with Ben. Uh, oh, doing his thing. I might have fixed it. I'm built different, I'm built different, Paul.
3: Our advertisers are gonna draw, yeah,
2: up. yeah. Wait, man, um, <laughs> you want the for Rogue? Hold up, I have to. Move.
0: What is he doing? <laughs> ben is about to start playing master of puppets. <laughs> yeah. What <are> we doing? <laughs> This, right, is, this is this is live TV folks, live TV. Come on back, Ben. We we'll con- at least continue
3: with the Rogue Shop.
0: We gotta- well, I, yeah, I am, but he said he has something of the Rogue Shop there. Guys, uh, the Rogue Shop, he
3: can he can, he can help promo them for right, us.
0: Right. Yeah. So the Rogue Shop guys, okay. they've been great supporters of ujsports.com and they have great reviews. So they started off on our Texas site or Texas Rivals site uh, and then uh they came over to ujsports.com, have great reviews, 10% off your order using Bulldogs10. Uh, the owner loves college football, absolutely loves it, and uh, is so happy that he can uh, partner with us, guys. If you still have to take a drug test in 2023, I feel sorry for you, but if you do, um, why you laugh at that? It's kind of true, just funny, yeah. Um, if you do, it's a shot of laughing. what then you what do you got, bud? Uh, I couldn't find it, I
2: used it up, I got a biscuit instead. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening?
0: But yeah, hit up the rogue shop, guys. Let me bring on Andy Stowe here. Let me get this uh, let me get this out of the way. Uh Andy, what's going on, my
1: man? I think I came in at the wrong time.
0: Yeah, yeah you, you definitely did. Andy. Yeah, I think I the show. Save time. us. Please save us.
1: Ben, what kind of computer chair do you have, dude? That's awesome.
2: <laughs> dude, this is comfy as hell. I'm not even gonna lie. Is
1: that like a recliner? You just pull it up to the desk?
2: Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: okay. comfortable. If I gotta sit with Paul, like
1: with the hardback chair that would suck i'm gonna sit <laughs> yeah. there for a whole hour when you got up i was like wow he's got a recliner like, this is a lazy boy thing going on like full yeah, yeah. <laughs> foster
0: says a biscuit with no drink ben is living on the edge he is i can see right now he wants water he does and he just doesn't have any
1: there you
0: go yeah yeah have an
1: apple yeah
0: no, Andy no. like, uh, and Andy, what's going on, man?
1: I don't know. Right. So I was looking at the at Alabama schedule. What do y'all think? I mean, do you think ten. they win ten? ten, and a ten half? And they win eleven? Cause I don't, I don't see
0: know. it. I don't see it.
1: So you think you think they lose to Texas?
0: I think they probably lose to Texas wow. and LSU. Uh, what and then I? you have you what have up? to go to Auburn at the end of the year, which is always crazy for them. And then you also have Lane Kiffin, who's always a thorn in, in Nick Saban's side, and also Tennessee comes into Bama uh, as well. So they, they have a pretty tough schedule. Uh,
1: what if they go nine and three? What what is going to Alabama is going to burn down? I mean, that's- yeah, because
0: I I think they're really close right now, Andy, to being like, you know, like they're on they're on the edge of their seat. They go nine and three, Tuscaloosa might just uh, implode. What <laughs> yeah, do you think, Jason?
1: It's gonna burn if that I happens. Think if if Georgia
3: hasn't, or if Georgia hadn't done what it's done the last two years, and and uh, when it comes to on field recruiting and everything else, then I don't think it would be that drastic. But the fact that Georgia is being talked about as the next dynasty, you know, it's like Clemson had a moment. Clemson was kind of there, and then all of a sudden Georgia came in and supplanted both, and. I think that's got Alabama freaked out, just absolutely uh, scared of the moment, and uh, at least the fan base. And so, yeah, they they need an eleven and one or better season uh, in the worst way in order to feel good about themselves. (laughs) Foster, man, you're killing it.
1: Oh, I do Foster.
0: eat saltines without fluid sometimes. Just some saltine crackers. <laughs> just pick them up. Foster said, <laughs> <Foster laughs> said maybe the type to eat a glizzy with no condiments. So I have to ask now, Ben, what, what do you put on your uh, hot dog? Do you put any condiments on or are you just are you just a raw? I'm more a hand dog. No, I do put condiments on. You do? on oh, hot dog. Yeah,
2: but I mainly eat hamburgers. When I'm back home, they go hamburger hot dog. I'm a hamburger guy. But I'll I'll, I'll put mustard on a hot dog. Only mustard? I'm not a big ketchup guy. My brother puts ketchup on everything, literally everything.
1: Huh? It's the most disgusting thing
0: I've ever seen. Like that biscuit that you just ate, would he put ketchup on that?
1: Yeah. I eat ketchup on eggs.
2: Hmm. Another oh, one. I know why Paul was against. Um, stop. We already addressed <laughs> that, Mr. Stuller. Uh But Paul, I know why you're not a big fan of Will Levis anymore is because that mayo in the coffee.
1: That, yeah, that turned you off? Yeah, that yeah, got me. I didn't even know that was a thing until he started talking about it. Like, is does, does other people do that? I mean- There's no,
3: he's the only person in the entire world. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen or heard of.
0: Yeah, I think it's only him, man. Yeah, I don't eat mayonnaise, but. I love mayonnaise. Yeah. love mayonnaise. Not in coffee. I Not putting in my coffee, though. Um,
1: Who's Andy- the next what uh-huh. else
0: you got for us, brother? Who's
1: the next team you're, you're going to talk about on the over-under list? Uh, we've kind of gone through. Let me see. Let me go back to it here. We've you out? Out, yeah, uh,
0: let's see. Do see. Here's, a, here's a good one, guys. Uh, so it you have the top four in the SEC, right? You have Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, LSU. I think we can all agree that those are probably the top four teams this this upcoming season. The next two teams that they have, South Carolina and Arkansas, both at seven and a half. What? Uh, Which one between those two are you putting your, uh, putting your dollar down on to go over, to go over seven and a half South Carolina and Arkansas, Arkansas brings back a really good quarterback. Uh, I think KJ Jefferson is, is a difference maker. Those, those players love Sam Pittman. They've bought into what he's doing. Uh, He's been there now uh, for almost the whole, you know, four years, I want to say, so he's got, he's, it's his team. You know, that's what I'm getting at. Um, South Carolina, for whatever reason, they bought into Shane Beamer. Um good for them. But uh
1: South Carolina, they they open up with North Carolina. And then I mean that's that's at um Charlotte. So I mean that's a winnable game.
0: Um, yeah. Uh Frothy Tavern says uh Bumper Pool ain't walking through that door this year. Neither is Drew Sanders for Arkansas. Two really good linebackers for those guys. Uh and Andy Adams says Arkansas lost his DC Barry Odom so uh, i don't know i still
3: i still like arkansas over south carolina i just think uh, i think there's the schedule presents itself with more chances uh i just pulled them up you look at you look at arkansas you've got western carolina kent state byu um florida auburn florida international missouri that gets you the seven.
0: Gets you the seven. Then you just got to pull one. And then you got
3: to pull one. Uh, Texas A&M, LSU, uh, Mississippi. They beat
0: Mississippi AM. Yeah. Neutral site, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the. Uh, what do they do that? They do that at Jerry World. World, don't
3: they? Oh, yeah, that's they right. That. Yeah. Right. So I like I, I like I like Arkansas's chances better. Uh, you look at South Carolina. They could lose the North Carolina to open. They could lose. They sh- they will lose to Georgia. Tennessee, that's three losses. Mississippi State's not a win is not an easy game. Um, and
1: Florida just completely killed them last year. I mean, that was you know yeah. like
3: before
1: they beat Tennessee the week before. Florida housed them, so that was a, just a weird game.
3: And, yeah, you know, Clemson's going to want revenge. Uh, right. Texas a and uh, you know, you just look, you look at South, you see, you see more losses for South Carolina than Arkansas when you judge us from a, a you know first glance perspective.
2: I do We're want to go back to this, Paul. Do you think Jimbo Fisher? What's what do you think it's going to be for AM? and do you think he gets fired?
0: A and M, they have it seven. They have it seven. Do you
2: think they go over and under? Do you think Jimbo, mm. Jimbo Fisher gets fired? Because so oh. that's where i I think this. But here's is your schedule. schedule.
1: They call okay. New Mexico first game, so okay. they will win that. But what about Miami at uh, Miami? Oh, that's man. in Miami. So, ooh, that's a sneaky game. That's, that's week two game of the year. That's week two. So that mm. they not lose that game. So, okay,
0: I'll 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 keep that in my I'll keep that 5050. Keep going, Andy.
1: Okay. Um the ULM Warhawks, that's okay. in college station. Auburn is at college station.
0: Okay, so, so out of out of Auburn and Miami, I'm gonna put one win. Out of okay, games.
1: so you got three and one coming out of the gate. Okay. But yep. then they go to Arlington to play Arkansas. They'll probably lose I'd say they'd lose that game. Yeah. Okay. Alabama, they'll lose that game. Yeah. Um at Tennessee, they're gonna lose that game. Boy. They they so what are, we, what are we at, three and four right now? Three and four right now. Then they got South Carolina at College Station. That's a toss-up. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to them. Okay, so four and four. You got Ole Miss. That is in Oxford. Mm-mm. So Ooh. they're four and five. Mississippi State's in College Station. Probably win that. Yeah. So that's five and five. Um, then they got um, um, Abilene Christian Wildcats. So they're going to win that. It comes out to and, then LSU. Four, and then they got LSU. So
0: that's six and six. No, I, I don't see them getting to seven. No. Wow. I don't see him getting to seven. So pull up up Andy's question here at the bottom. Uh, Hold on real quick. I want to get to Greg. Greg said, uh, (laughs) if dogs have a 95% win probability in each game, they have a, this is some math right here, brother. Uh, He said, if the dogs have a 95% win probability in each game, they have a 54% chance probability of winning all games. If it's 93% each, all games odds drop to 43%. Again, that is that's math. Um,
2: uh, I, I'm, I'm confused by that. Whole no, so thing, so what he's
0: saying you. is you combine all those games, they have a 95% win probability. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, uh, but what you're saying is. With those 95%, you have 5% chance in each of the games. You factor that 5% chance of losing throughout the entirety of the season. Oh, okay. And it gets you to 54% chance of winning all the games. If they are at 93%, that's 7% chance. And then you do some type of math, and then you get 43%. I would imagine that
3: 54%, like let's just assume – and I I would like to know what the the win probability is for Georgia in each of these games right now and then factoring it across the the whole season because – for for, it, for but yeah, I'm saying for Vegas to have over under at eleven and a half, that that percentage has to be over fifty percent, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to sixty.
0: So then that means that Georgia is like ninety seven percent win probability for each one of their games,
3: or at least an average of it, because
0: you got you know you talk about Tennessee Martin, that's going to be ninety nine point nine percent.
3: I mean it's yeah. in some of those games they're, they're going to have as high as you can possibly go.
0: Maybe maybe whatever Greg, that is. Greg, maybe next week. I know we're giving you some homework, Greg. But uh, you're part of the family here on this on the Colin show. Maybe next week, because I'm sure somebody has the ESPN FPI and you can do all that. I don't know how you got your numbers here, Greg, but I trust you. That's the one thing I trust you. So we can throw it into the the Rosenberg machine, and then next week you can tell us what the per, the true probability is for Georgia to well, win. Jason
2: has put in a request for Andy's comment to be on <laughs> the screen, please. Well, it,
0: it, I mean, I'm getting there.
2: Let's let's get through this point, and then yeah,
0: I like that. I like that point. Yeah. Make that point. Uh, Andy Adams said, uh, "If Jimbo Fisher gets fired mid season, does Petrino take over as interim head coach? There's no chance in hell,
3: right? <laughs> I, that, really? That's that, that's literally the one reason why I don't think he gets fired mid season.
0: I think they wait till the end of the year. His neck brace should just be the head coach. <laughs> Hold on, who is who is Texas A and M's uh, defensive coordinator? Is it still? Um, is it still? Oh, it's
1: Durkin. That's also a bad look." Yeah, it is Durkin. Yeah. Oh my God. it's BJ Durkin. Yes. So they've got they've got a yeah,
3: motorcycle affair with a staffer and a guy who was uh, the head coach At of a Maryland. program. What yeah, when 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 a kid died, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Was it? With, with a strength program that was not operating the way it should. What then, a what a stellar uh, coaching staff of uh, moral
0: individuals. Uh, technically and then and you got all you can go down, you can go on the list. You can maybe put James Coley as the interim head coach or a guy with some coaching experience, Steve Adazio. Steve Adazio, that's, that's probably your move. Yeah, that's obviously. your move, Steve Adazio. And they have Damian Craig on that staff. Hmm? They might promote the D line coach
2: because people <laughs> seem to like him.
0: The, uh, let's see. Well, they, yeah, this uh, Elijah Robinson, he's the associate head coach, running game coordinator, and defense. Whoa, he's the associate, he's the assistant head coach which is just a title that they give uh coaches to give them more money guys. Um running game coordinator but then he also coaches the defensive line. That's a yep. that's a strange. So he's in I guess Wait, it's a, probably
3: defensive running game coordinator. Uh, I just says running game coordinator. That's bizarre. It should I I would it has to be defensive running game coordinator. You don't put your defensive line coach as your offensive running game coordinator.
1: Was Todd Grantham the D-line coach and the running game coordinator it seems like I've seen this before with other coaches. Um, they know, they never, do
3: I, a defensive run game coordinator yeah. just so you can get a coordinator title, so you can get more money. So I've, I've that that does exist, the defensive run game coordinator. But to take a yeah no, the, I, I I've never seen or heard of a, a defensive coach then doing offensive duties. That just would that wouldn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, it's probably defensive run game coordinator. You no. Know? They have uh,
0: T.J. Rushing as their defensive backs coach. I don't know if you guys remember T.J. Rushing. Played in the league, played for the Colts for a few years, and then uh, played for the Detroit Lions. He's been there for a couple of years. So. Oh,
2: false drafts if Camardi is still there. He's not.
0: I, do not I, I don't see, I don't see Uh But what a – man, you want to talk about like a hard knocks Type show for college. That would be oh, brilliant TV if they if they did. Why don't we send them down there to college station? Yes. Jimbo Fisher, DJ Durkin, Bobby Petrino, James Coley, Steve Adazio, Damian
1: Craig. I think he's trying to get fired. I think he just wants the the payout, and he's just trying to do it without calls. I think he's like, you know what? It's over. I mean, I'm gonna get
3: all these guys who who could do. Who no. are going to
2: tank the ship?
1: Yeah, I can't blame. I can't blame them. You get seventy
2: million dollars to to just sit at home and do. That's what I'm on. saying. That's he what could I'm saying. This and get seventy million dollars. We get paid when he hired Bobby Petrino. I mean, my wants.
1: first thought was he is doing this to get fired. He just wants to go. He does not want to quit. Obviously, and he's just yeah, he wants that part. money. Yeah, that was yeah. my first thought when he hired Petrino. Because come on, I mean, what I mean, else? Look
0: at this. This staff that he's put together, boys, is uh, is going to be really fun. Really fun to watch.
3: I was
1: uh, Musty TV, yeah. Like yeah. in
3: a train wreck way.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> a, or <laughs> a motorcycle wreck, maybe. You know? <laughs> uh, Foster,
0: Foster says the only person who would make that staff complete <laughs> is Rush Probes.
1: Oh, oh, oh,
2: Rush Probes.
0: You That's bring the him comment on of the a, night right there. We should you him hire as like your director, bring him on as your director of recruiting and that. I mean, I go. would pay. I'd probably pay fifty dollars a month to see unlimited access, like Big Brother style of, uh, <laughs> oh, <man>. of inside <laughs> What's going on in inside
1: a Texas a house. So J- Jeremy
0: Pruitt gets an advisor role
3: too. I
1: got to yeah, bags yeah. Of McDonalds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is definitely Paul's
2: dream shows, like a Big Brother style of just head yeah. coaches with issues. Yeah,
0: just in the Big Brother house, just <laughs> shitting on each other. Yeah. Just a I don't know about take
2: each other out. Uh,
0: that gets a little wild, Ben. Uh, let Keep it keep it PG, uh, <laughs> but uh, Bob Claiborne says A uh, and M is hoping for development from their young talent that remains. It's make or break. Who's left from their recruiting class though? Ben, do they have any, Or Ben, Andy, do they have anybody left from that uh that recruiting class? I don't. I mean, it's it's slim.
1: Yeah, it they is very slim. It's really, some.
2: This is the point I actually wanted to make about A and M is when you look at the recruiting class, which is why I mentioned the D line coach. Most of their top recruits came on the defensive line. You can't be like a school that loads up at one or two position groups and tries to win. Like the reason why Georgia's deep, because they're good position by position. Some fans crap on receivers and that recruiting and just depth over the years. But when you look at them, defensive back, linebacker, all this, when you look at AM, it's defensive line, then you might get another position group or two that's strong. They're not recruiting across the board strong. Their classes are very strong because they're really heavy with top-end talent at, like, defensive line, where they got, like, five top 50 recruits. Most of their five-star defensive linemen are still there. But a lot of the – like, Bowie's now at Georgia. Um, Chris Marshall's a five-star receiver. He just got kicked out of Ole Miss, so he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, gone. They had a tackle who's gone. Uh, P.J. Williams. Dallas, Dallas
1: Walker. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then they there's a D-lineman who transferred to USC. I think his name's Anthony Lucas. I'm pretty sure he transferred to USC. So USC's just taken any SEC player who – you know, can't start or whatever. They're just trying to take them. It seems like that's USC's plan. Um, mm.
0: But, yeah, A&M for the most part, I mean, half their class is gone, but their top-end guys are mostly still there. Yeah, I'm looking at their roster right now. All of their uh, big-time – well, their sophomores now, their defensive line is still there. But their uh, – like wide receivers, the only one that's left, I think, of any value is, is Evan Stewart, which that kid's a monster. Uh, he's, he's a beast. Uh, but they, they have a lot of defensive line guys, but their uh, corners are – kind of gone a little bit so guys and i think we're gonna roll out too um hell of a show hell of a show uh we came into this we opened it up guys just wasn't a ton of content uh but you guys in the comments section uh kept this show going and we appreciate you so much we'll be back next week uh we should maybe have some recruiting news who knows uh but uh until then if you missed any of the show. You can head over to where you get your podcast. It'll be uploaded tonight, ready for your drive into work on Monday morning. And uh, as always, guys, we appreciate you guys so much. Hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't uh, already. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Jason, Ben, you got anything else you got to say? No, I'm actually good. All right. What about you? i got nothing.
1: You good? Go Braves. Braves.
0: There you go. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. (laughs) Thanks so much for watching the UGA Sports Sunday call-in show, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks again. Appreciate you, Foster.